0: This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself, and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions, followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 3, entitled The One with the Artist Dilemma, Alex Harris often finds himself trapped in another person's dream. Believing in self is his only way out of the maze. Hi Alex, good to see you. Hey, how you doing today? Good. Uh, So what would you like coaching on today?
1: I think my biggest thing that I deal with on a daily basis is just a you know, kind of this constant battle with myself. I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself and I want to achieve a lot of things. So I've kind of like these high expectations of myself and that tends to give me somewhat of overwhelm. You know, even though I'm clear on what I want to accomplish, I still kind of fight daily to, oh, you you should be doing more, you should be accomplishing this. And every day I'm just kind of, you know, dealing with myself say, you know, I'm on the right path and I can can deal with that. And you know, I'm good at dealing with it, but I could certainly be better
0: great so what i'm hearing from you is that you sort of want to accomplish a lot but you sort of there's this level of feeling like maybe you're not achieving what you want to achieve am i correct
1: yeah also you know i i you know i, I work for someone else and i have a career there and i love it and it's a great job and then i have my freelance business on the side so it's like oh yeah i want to achieve all these things i i I do love my job, and I want to accomplish all these things as well, and and I want to also accomplish you know my goals of my personal businesses, and so how do I not put so much pressure on myself to say oh do you you know you're not where you want to be in life or how how do you get to that next step a little bit faster? So yeah, we all want these things uh, a lot faster, uh, and you know how can you basically slow down and start to really appreciate the things that you do really have?
0: Okay, so Alex, what would be like a Great outcome for today's uh, coaching session.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe some uh, some clear advice on how you or how you've helped other people kind of really think differently about their perspective on their everyday accomplishments or or their goals. You know, how do high performance people achieve what they want, but still, you know, live a somewhat balanced life? So, you know, any aspects that you have on that, I'd love some uh, some insight.
0: Great. So when you think of sort of achieving your heart's desire, what does that look like?
1: My heart's desire is probably different from what I'm actually doing today. So when I originally started on my career path, I wanted to be an, a, a professional artist, like a, a drawer, painter, illustrator. And when I found and then that's my passion, I've always been a creative. And when I, of course, it's difficult to make money in in those fields so throughout my entire career i've been kind of searching for kind of replacing that and i have and i'm not complaining about where i've been i've essentially became a web designer i learned photoshop and illustrator and i'm accomplishing the same things by designing things and putting it out there but i'm still doing it for for other people like I'm, i'm building websites for for other people and i'm improving the performance of marketing goals for, for companies and enterprises out there. But that leaves me a very limited amount of time for you know drawing and painting and doing things that I'd really like to take time for. So in my back of my mind, I'm like, how fast could I possibly retire so I can create all of this time and this space? To be have a more of a creative outlet, and I know that's not the right aspect, but that's you know that's what you know I deal with on a daily basis. How can I get to my achievements a lot faster so I have more time for other things?
0: So currently, what does your schedule look like day to day?
1: Uh, For the most part, I work uh, Eastern Time ten to seven on my professional services, and uh, you know before ten a.m. I'm basically accomplishing all my personal development aspects. So uh, you know I meditate, I exercise, I do audible or or, or read, Um, you know, do a lot of self awareness focus, you know, I accomplish all that before before 10am. And that really helps me kind of win my day. And then um, after work, or any additional time, I mostly work on my personal projects, like my podcast and my blog and things like that. So I have a pretty concrete schedule, and I accomplish a lot. It's just, you know, I am somewhat of a, you know, Claimed overachiever, and I I do want to accomplish more and make sure that those results are actually going to be beneficial in the long run. So,
0: if I, I don't know, say for instance, had a magic wand and I could manifest your ideal day to day schedule, what would that look like?
1: My daily schedule probably wouldn't change, but what I'm working on would. So, instead of having, you know, working for someone else, again, You know, if my job's listening, I do love my job. But if I could replace that on a daily basis by drawing and painting and doing things that I think could really interest me to spend time and invest time on, you know, I'd love to do that. You know, so in in a perfect world, I would accomplish my personal development things by 10 a.m. and then I would basically begin. Uh, on my art, you know drawing and painting throughout the day, accomplishing a little bit over time, and eventually showing those pieces in a gallery or in a book or uh, virtually. Um, and then being able to turn my passion of design and painting actually into profit, you know, taking them, putting them on my t-shirts, selling them on my e-commerce. All things that I know how to do is just haven't really made the connection to actually you know replace my salary with uh, those type of products
0: so would you say that the stuff that you do on the side is done part-time
1: yes mm-hmm. it's
0: done. and would you would like to create that into a full-time gig
1: sure Possible? absolutely mm-hmm. yeah
0: so what do you when I say to you making that full-time does that resonate anywhere in your body
1: it certainly gives me anxiety <laughs> you know it thinks uh, you know how am I gonna be able to pay my mortgage or you know um ensure that, you know, my wife and uh, my family and things that I want to do are still able to be paid for. So there's a lot of uncertainty of these limiting uh, beliefs that I have. Oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to replace my salary with X. So yeah, that I think it's, it's that uncertainty of, you know, where that additional money is going to come from in order to that, that gives me that anxiety.
0: So that uncertainty and anxiety, can you pinpoint anywhere in your body that feels resonant to you?
1: Oh, it's definitely in my back and my shoulders. It's uh, creeping up into my neck now. Absolutely.
0: Back, shoulders, and creeping up into your neck right now. Would you like to try a little experiment with me? Absolutely. Yeah, just want you to get comfortable in your seat. If you feel inclined, you can close your eyes or soften your gaze. So I want you to take three deep breaths in and three deep breaths out. you to focus on that back and shoulders if that area of your body had a voice what do you think it would say release me release you from what
1: being trapped in another person's dream
0: (laughs) being trapped Uh, in another person's dream
1: Yeah, it it says, you have everything inside you to accomplish what you want. And you just need to believe in yourself in order to make those things concrete, to establish what you really want out of life.
0: Do you feel that it's a plausible statement? Absolutely. If you had a conversation with, with what would you say to it
1: i would say that i understand that i have what i need inside me but i there's these barriers that are stopping me from believing that i'm able to you know make a sufficient income as an artist or that my creative aspects will be resonating with people who are like them. And I know that I'm able to do this, and this is nothing new. And we, we, we've been here before, and we're going to make it through it.
0: We've been here before. How have have you experienced this before?
1: Well, you know, as we go through our careers and our life and we make decisions about problem solving or getting to the place, I've been pretty resourceful in kind of figuring those things out. So I'm not necessarily concerned about how. So when I needed to pivot in my career or in my relationships or in my family, I've always been unsure of where I needed to go. But I've always been able to come up with a problem to solve the situation at the time and move through it.
0: So how do you think action steps could be created now to get you closer to the goals?
1: Uh, specific action steps would be for me to dedicate time every day to what I want to do now. So eventually, when the time comes for me to make it full time, I've already put the time in to build a concrete foundation for wh- where I need to be.
0: And what does that specifically mean? look like on paper?
1: Drawing and painting every day, actually doing the work. Uh, you want to be an artist, uh, you have to actually draw and paint. If you want to be a writer, you actually have to write. So uh, doing the work is is the main thing that I actually need to do.
0: And how would you resolve any limitations or fears?
1: I would resolve the limitations and fears by getting out of my comfort zone. So you know, as artists, we, we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Oh, I need to create the perfect art, or create the perfect sketch. So, fo- first of all, focusing on uh, living without expectations. You know, this is for me to win my day, to be successful every day, and to ensure that I'm producing the right way. It doesn't need to be critiqued by anyone else, it's for myself. So, uh, for me, it would be putting the work every day to, to draw and paint, try new things. Don't be so focused on other outside expectations or criticism of others. And if I wanted to share it with the world, I I certainly could.
0: Are there any resources in, in your life that can help you?
1: Well, I probably have not reached out to them. I certainly could. So resources in my life that could help me would be to surround my self with other people who are doing the same things get myself involved with other people who are doing drawing and painting and getting into the role and, and fun of realizing how much potential that there really is uh so i think that's that's the number one thing is, is, create, is changing my environment
0: change your environment and then how would that show up on a day-to-day basis for you
1: well uh, showing up on a day-to-day basis it would be uh, the fact that I would actually be producing something new every day, or, or trying something new, and uh, I've done this before. I've, you know, I create these little challenges for myself. Maybe I'll do like a thirty-day challenge, where every morning I'll wake up and I'll, I'll just, no matter what it is, I'll just, uh, you know, sketch, um, and uh, so doing that consistently over time has proven to help you produce progress, right? The more you're able to do every day, it compounds on each other, it builds momentum, and you're able to start thinking about that. And I purposely probably have put these mental blocks to make me not do it, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to draw the wrong thing, I don't want to do the right thing, wrong thing. So I think with me, it's just basically just doing the work and focusing on just learning more about myself and becoming more, Comfortable in my own skin and the artwork that becomes into the world.
0: So, Alex, when you draw, I'm curious, who do you draw for?
1: I draw for me, absolutely, definitely draw for me or uh, the people I love. You know, things that I, that I care about from for my wife or my my family or you know friends or fans or, or the world. You know, I'm trying to create things that that people like and they say, Oh, wow, that looks really cool. And it resonates with them. So how, uh, you know, us as artists, we tend to always draw for ourselves, like a lot, everything that we do is an expression of ourselves, right. But it also, it tells the world kind of how you feel. So I'm very influenced by the things that my inputs, audio books, music, podcasts, Uh, and a lot of those inputs that I get I want to basically create them into visuals and I like I have all these ideas of how can I turn this amazing podcast talk or speech or music actually into something that people visually understand and do and then um, you know it goes on the snowball of oh you know I'll create it into animation and put it into a painting and you know maybe put it on a t-shirt and it becomes so overwhelming that I never do it. It's, so it's, it's a lot of uh, paralysis analysis, but, you know, uh, uh, I've been essentially working on my portfolio of what I want my gallery to look like all of my life. You know, I know what is eventually going to be in there. So even though I necessarily haven't been, you know, necessarily drawing and painting about it, I have been, you know, researching and figuring out exactly how all this kind of fits together cuz I'm very involved in, you know, art and science and marketing and all these different things and data. And uh, now they can all be produced into individuals. So I have these these big dreams and these big aspirations and honestly, I'm looking for the right people to connect to actually be able to put these things together cuz I I definitely think my environment doesn't put me in the right uh, scenarios right now. Mm
0: -hmm. So you mentioned a couple of resources there. Are there any tools at your disposal that can help you further these aims?
1: Uh, Tools, I'm sure there are specific things. Uh, So one of the tools that I do use is the, um, uh, why can't I think, Uh, the Pomodoro Technique. So the Pomodoro technique, you can download in an app or you can just use it with a timer. So it's 25 minutes of extreme focus and then you rest, and you do this. You see how many rounds of Pomodoro you can accomplish within a day. So if I'm, let's say I'm in working, and. Uh, and I have a certain amount of meetings, but in between those meetings, I have a set time to actually accomplish goals. So I'll create a certain round of Pomodoro so to see how many rounds of focus work can I accomplish within a day, and sometimes I'm able to fit in some creative work or some some, some side work there. So uh, definitely, you know, using the Pomodoro technique has dramatically helped me increase my, my focus. I'm also very big on, on meditation, so I do use the the Headspace app. So I try to see how many days and consistently across uh, across the year I can uh, do meditation using the Headspace app. They're not very long, I I set them to 20 minutes. I usually do them before I go to sleep or uh, when I wake up in the morning. So definitely consistently in that, and then I also make sure that I do exercise every day. Even if it's the most minimal amount of exercise, taking my dogs for you know a, a mile long walk while I'm listening to a podcast or whatever it is. So these things, getting my heart rate up, meditating, and then being consistent on my action every day are probably the three things that have helped me um, accomplish the most over the last few years.
0: So what I've heard you say is three huge external pieces of um, accountability um, from the Pomodoro to meditation to to getting that exercise in. But I'm sort of wondering to myself, How does intrinsic motivation work for you?
1: Oh, I I don't want to be intrinsic. I'm afraid of myself. Uh, I do spend a lot of time uh, journaling. That's probably where I get a lot of my uh, craziness in my head, and I kind of document it on paper. So uh, before I go to sleep, I tend to... I do accomplish a lot in a day, and it tends to kind of stack up and be a little bit overwhelming. But if I'm able to just grab my journal or my sketchbook and just write down, you know, what I'm grateful for, you know, maybe what I accomplished, what I didn't, just really getting it out of my head has really helped me uh, not be as, as so anxious. You know, I'm, I know I'm not going to accomplish everything that I want in my day, but if I get able to accomplish, you know, those three things that I really want to set out for that day. Then I just basically document. Oh, you know, maybe I want to accomplish this, and maybe I accomplish that. Just by documenting and putting it on paper, it really uh, it creates less expectations of myself and allows me to kind of say, "Okay, I'm done for the day, and I can move on."
0: So you mentioned the journaling piece of that sort of accountability. Is there anything missing?
1: Well, I think uh, adding on to their journaling is is really visualization. So mm-hmm. I've now been working in uh, digital marketing now for, for 20 years. And I can go back and look at my old journals and I've written down exactly where I wanted to be in a certain aspect. So uh, I don't do a lot of vision boards. I, I have done, you know, a little bit of that in the past, but mostly just internally of saying, Oh, here's why I wanna be in my career in the next two years and writing down a specific, you know, uh, salary that I wanna be at. I can go back and look at this is how I, I got to each aspect in my career every, you know, two or three or five years and that helped me with my visualization. I also do some types of uh, meditation. If whatever project I'm working on, I will actually visualize the success of that project. And it helps me just kind of you no know, reevaluate things because I, you know, you get someone pisses you off in a meeting or or you know, you get a bad phone call or someone critiques your work. I'm a web designer, I get critiqued all the time. You, a lot of that stuff fills your headspace for 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 so long, and if you don't journal it or just kind of you know put it out there, uh, then it's going to kind of sit there f- forever. So so me, uh, I've really used that to improve business overall. You know, how could I go into that next meeting and think about how I would handle that those things differently? So you know, visualization, really knowing where you're going to be before you get there, is essential to your success.
0: Mm-hmm. And so if I had you create a, right now it's a blank canvas, and I want you to tell me in your life right now, what is it you want to manifest, draw, what would those, those be?
1: Oh, a blank canvas. So I, my, I draw and paint things of thought. So my subject tends to be surreal. So I use things of realism into surreal. So a lot of it is conceptual. How can I paint something that's metaphorically or a parable of something else? And how there's a deeper meaning to these aspects. So when I was in college and I was doing my, my series uh, for graduation, it was essentially all about uh, the trees of life. Uh, there's, it's in... You know the the Bible and uh, and you know all these aspects of you know growing up, but you know the trees are all about growth and how the, this energy in our lives goes into all these different things. So my drawing and painting is all an expression of internally how I feel about life. Uh, these you know faces with with multiple expressions. These trees and plants all kind of growing but it's this all aspect the metamorphosis of our internal selves to express through through life so that's my my canvas that i'm uh, essentially working on and in a perfect world i would essentially be working every day on a sketch to produce this overall gallery that eventually I'll be able to put, produce, put put into the world and then I would be able to turn my passion for that type of art actually into a real business.
0: So what would be an image on that canvas? Right now, Alex, in the here and now.
1: Image on the canvas would be a essentially, it's almost like a self-portrait, but not an actual picture of me, but with multiple aspects of a face. I've actually uh, sketched this pick place, piece multiple times. So imagine looking at a picture of a face if you've ever seen like a Salvador Dali picture, but if you were able to look at it from a different perspective, it creates a different face. If you look for a different perspective, it creates a different face. So that could be, you know, different faces of emotion, different faces of aspects of where you are in your career, or different faces of, of, of your growth. So uh, think of looking at a picture of a face, but that face actually morphs into a tree and that tree actually grows into Uh, Birds And as birds fly out into whatever rainbows in in the sky. So it's all of this continuously building progress of the energy internally focusing on showing it out externally overall.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Alex, we sort of started off this conversation with you mentioning how you want to have these goals and aspirations and you have a, you know, a job where you have to kind of balance the two. And then we spoke a lot about sort of how that affects your body and the neck and the shoulders. So I'm curious, how does this all land for you? Well,
1: I think it kind of just makes me realize, you know, you know, just think, saying it out loud and things that I've been thinking about over the last few years. And even with like you know, the whole pandemic, us having more time on our hands overall, like, you know, uh, is what I'm doing, you know, right for where I want to be in the next 5 years. So where it really lands is how can I really think about intentionally the next 2 to 3 years? You know, what am I going to do that's going to put me in a position that I'm able to actually do this and move forward? You know, I know that I'm not going to make enough money to to retire and be comfortable, you know, even by 60 probably. But what can I do to ensure that you know when I'm 75, 85, or whenever I am, you know, potentially on my deathbed, that I don't have those regrets that I didn't take action today. So that's really where where I sit today.
0: And what's like an overarching regret you think that you hope to avoid?
1: Mm. Well, certainly. It's not gonna be that I didn't do enough. It's that I, I, I didn't work on the right things. And then, I, I, you know, you go back to this, you know, working for someone else or building someone else's dream, as, as Steve Steve Jobs said, uh, don't focus your time building someone else's dream. I think it's kind of really that, you know, uh, you know even though I, I love my job and uh, I help a lot of businesses accomplish what they want, in the end, it's not going to necessarily satisfy me to, you know, uh, make me know that I could have done more with the talents that I do have. So I think that that's probably the thing is, is ensure that I don't have any potential real regrets in the future.
0: So how would you set yourself up for success?
1: Yeah. As I, as I tell my podcast audience, you just got to start. Um, so, you know, going forward, uh, um, definitely gonna create an internal challenge for myself again, uh, begin to really start to, to, to focus on drawing and painting, um, uh, create an environment where I am engaging with potentially other artists or collaborating with other people. Because getting that energy around you will certainly make a, a huge difference for me. And I think, and intentionally going forward, is just you know living this life of less expectations. So I don't need to rush out and make a art piece to, to sell to p- pay for my mortgage. It's really not about that. It's how can I incorporate this into my everyday life, so I don't have to have uh, additional stress or, or additional things that I need to do. It's really what I want to do. How can I actually own my day, instead of letting everything else dictate my day?
0: Mm, I can own my day instead of letting everything dictate my day. And if you were true and strident with those action steps, how does that feel in your body with that neck and shoulder situation?
1: Uh, the, there's no more stress there, it's all empowering now. It makes you feel that, Oh uh, yeah, quickly realizing it's not that difficult. All you have to do is just incorporate this into what you really want and it's pretty simple. The things that are the most important to you are the things you're gonna say yes to. So you need to start figuring out what you wanna say yes to and what you wanna say no to and Uh, If this is really important enough for me, then I'll continue to say yes to this every day. So,
0: Alex, we're pretty much almost at time, but I want to know what what are your yeses and what are your no's?
1: Hmm. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, in my business, I'm all about marketing and results. So it's pretty quick for us to determine what is going to bring us closer to our ultimate goal. So I need to really start to probably reevaluate on a daily basis if this is ultimately what I really want to do and what I can say yes to and what I can say no to. So I would say, saying no to would be probably helping projects that don't really make sense to me. While I uh, tend to be pretty busy, I tend to help a lot of people just because I I want to help them and I can certainly um, take a little bit of a step back, still help them, but not do as much. So really just, just finding the opportunities and find the time where I can spend more time on the things that are, that are most important to me overall. Mm
0: -hmm. So I always like to sort of leave a coaching session with, um, sort of individuals figuring out a theme or a hashtag or a quote. What would that be for you?
1: Hmm. No excuses probably. I'm not someone who's big on the playing a victim or having excuses or saying there's not enough time. So I would say hashtag no excuses for sure.
0: Hashtag no excuses, beautiful. So Alex, we're gonna sort of transition into the interview portion of this. So tell my listeners more about you.
1: Yeah, uh, Alex Harris, I've been doing website conversion optimization and web design since the year 2000. Started off at a startup. I was there for 11 years, focusing on a diet and fitness subscription site. And during that time, I learned the difference between direct response marketing and branding or design. So I started as a web designer, wanted to be a creative director, and I quickly realized for you to make money on the web, you have to focus on essentially results, trial and error, making things work or or don't so i became very focused on landing pages and funnels and uh, i started to also focus on seo and for about six years i was number one for the keyword landing page designer so i I got a lot of work but but during that time we went through the dot-com boom y2k uh, the recession we went public and After we went public, they actually fired our CEO. And every year after that, they they were changing CEOs afterwards and they made my job very, very difficult. And I thought I was essentially gonna be fired every single day. That forced me really to build my business up to have my side hustle, making me realize in order to be successful in business and life, you have to have multiple income streams, first of all. So I built my business up on the side and eventually when we did go out of business, I was unemployed for 30 minutes, the distance of my drive home because I already had built up a great freelance business on the side and I I was able to basically move it out into my own. So really focusing on helping websites make more money from uh, improving their conversion rates, getting more email opt-ins and leads So I quickly turned that into my own uh, freelance company. I did that for for about five years, and then uh, I started a new podcast. I I worked on my personal branding, my LinkedIn, and I ended up getting a great job. They found me on LinkedIn, and they uh, persuaded me to come and work for them to focus on e-commerce optimization at at a very big agency, and I've been there for, for about five years I didn't really have any intentions to go back to corporate or work for an agency. It really just kind of made sense for me, and you know, these things happen to us in, in our lives at certain times, and in the end, it really has all worked out. And uh, now, um, uh, me, um, I've been on the web now for, for 20 years, so I mostly work with, with entrepreneurs or at the other end, enterprise businesses where really help them actually improve their conversion rates, generate more leads, and maximize their ROI from their marketing campaigns.
0: Wow. You seem very resilient in your career. How do you toggle that with your personal life?
1: That's a great question. It's always been hard to be a balance. My wife will certainly tell you that I I, I've always worked too much. Absolutely. But you know I do try to make my personal life uh, you know I try to really separate my personal life overall even though I've been working uh, at home for, for 10 years. But you know i certainly could could always be better at it uh, you know having that balance is is somewhat difficult you know what if i was able to take all that energy and everything else and, and focus it on on my relationships as well uh, it's difficult uh, me i'm a i'm a go-getter i'm always kind of i think it's kind of based on like my family my mom being essentially a single mother of uh, three boys uh, having to work very hard and not seeing that she had all the things that she really wanted. That made me and my brothers really resilient to go out there and really go get it and not let anybody tell us what we can or cannot do. So we're surely we're, we're super hardworking and uh, we have you know the ethic to go out there and you know not take crap from anybody to really go out there and do it.
0: So how, how are you handling all that's happening in the world right now?
1: You know, I, well, as I said, I've been working at home for, for a long time. So, as far as you know, physically, uh, uh, luckily, it hasn't really uh, affected me overall. But after going through the first recession, you know, I quickly realized that this was an opportunity for growth. We're like we're hitting a bottom, and we're going to bounce. And so, you know, everything really needs to take into account your business, your career, your finances, uh, your budget so whenever a market drops invest first of all you know so uh, you know in this case in this pandemic as soon as the market basically started to crash i uh, took my money out of my you know low interest savings and i put it into the market uh bought some things i probably should have bought zoom but i didn't but anyway it's all about just finding these opportunities to really grow and in a sense aside from your finances, you could do the same thing with your intelligence, your learning, your skills, or or your career. This is an opportunity now in 2021 really for growth. We've seen kind of where the market has gone and you know, for whatever your political agenda is, we're gonna start to see everything start to move up. We'll go up and down continuously, but individually, this is your time to invest in yourself and really grow. So with this pandemic, I started a new podcast. I really went out and, and tried to reevaluate. Really, want where I wanted to go, and over the next few years, I'm going to really be focused on how I can change my life and pivot to be closer to you know being a full time artist. You know, maybe I won't have my entire income there, but how can I continuously chip away at getting closer to what I really want? And now, this time during a pandemic, is actually the best time to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what's been a pain point and a joy during this time for you?
1: Well, a pain point has certainly been not being able to be around people. So I'm a big coworker. I'd love to go to coworking spaces, even though I work from home and be around other people. That has certainly been a a low. There's certainly a lot of conferences that I want to go to. It helps me to get more business and and network. So I'm a, a very big networker. I love meeting other people. I think that's really how you build uh, your overall career and get get that leverage. So I think that's the number one thing is just not being around people has, has certainly um, Diminished some of the returns that we, we could have got, gotten this year, uh, but a high point has really been honestly this whole You know life world health. I think it just kind of needed a reality check and it's like do we need all the stuff that people buy Do you really need that very expensive car it'd be great but you can't you can't even drive anywhere anymore like there's nowhere for you to go so i think it kind of just you know um highlight for me is really just you know how can we live off of less accomplish more with the things we have and you know it just made me really grateful for where i've been and how how much more opportunity there really is It, it made me really see things from a different perspective
0: yeah, I can definitely relate to the driving <laughs> aspect. I was driving like sixty miles a day. Um, and I my car told me I needed a service check and I'm like, I didn't even use it and I called and they're like, No, you have to do it, otherwise the, the you know, the liquids coagulate and so it kinda sucks, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, hmm. so you know, when you think about sort of where your business is going and where the world is going, do those two points meet at any sector?
1: Where the my business is going and where the world is going. I mean, absolutely, you know, when I first started my first podcast in in 2013, you know, people were, were focused on personal development and you know getting out there and putting themselves out there and trying new things. And now, seven years later, it's Tripled, quadrupled, like so many people out there are 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 doing great things, and I, it still seems like it's so small. Like you know, all of these people who aren't accomplishing what they want, are they just like not listening to the same stuff I am? So I think that there's eventually going to be this merge and this key differentiator of the people who want to stay average and be mediocre. That's totally cool. You want to you know go to your job and come home, and, and you know. Uh, Watch your football and do nothing all day. That that's totally cool. I do that sometimes, but that's not me. And I think there's going to be a big differentiator between the go getters and and the people who stay average. I think as things become more complex and sophisticated, you're going to see really things break out, even. Now, because of the pandemic, so many people are leaving San Francisco, so many people are leaving New York, that you're gonna start to see high-tech companies being moved into the suburbs. Everything is changing about the internet today. This last year in 2020, there was more people who created an e-commerce account and did a e-commerce checkout process last year than all the years of e-commerce combined more people came online this year so over the next few years we're going to see a a transformation of the internet we're going to devices are going to become less uh, relevant you're going to be sitting in your uh, living room just like you probably are today with your smart tv it's going to be on tv or on your computer or on your phone it's all going to be seamless live streaming is going to become kind of the standard and this aspect of this reactive marketing is all going to go away it's all going to be focused on proactive performance marketing in real time how quickly could things move and how quickly could things change and we're seeing that not only from aspect of digital marketing but we're also seeing in the medical field i mean they did a new vaccine this year in less than six months multiple companies. So how quickly are advances in technology happening, let alone just the, the marketing and everything else we're doing? So, you know, we're seeing it overall. It's all coming together and it's a really great time to be, be in business. Mm.
0: So for my listeners out there who fall into the category of spending most of their time just, you know, not being a go-getter, as you say, how can mm-hmm. they transition? What are some Alex rules that they need to do?
1: Mm. Well, number one is you start to, start to ha- be able to think differently. Number one, you have to have a growth mindset. So you start with the basics of the foundation. Understand what the difference between a growth mindset and have a scarcity mindset. You can pick up the book uh, a Growth Mindset from Carol Dwick. And then really start to bring in inputs of your life every single day. What I what I recommend is create your own system for life. Like Create your own frameworks. Like me, before 10 a.m., I try to meditate, I try to get some exercise, I try to eat something good and, you know, whatever kind of else happens there. You know, I I go through my day, I accomplish X and at at the end of the day, I'll go for potentially another workout and eat eat something good. That's kind of like my framework. You have to build your own framework so every day you can have the right inputs, whether it's audio books, podcasts, books, uh, meeting other people. So, Every day you can maximize your outputs. How can you maximize the ROI of your day? So every day you're investing in yourself. How can you build more equity in yourself today going forward to yesterday? And that could be you know, writing or creating content, just documenting things and building these breadcrumbs throughout the web because that's the way the web works. If you're not a go-getter, start by creating a simple blog or you could do it on Instagram or, or Facebook. It doesn't necessarily need to be on your website, but really start to document your process in life because those things are really gonna make dividends in, in years to come. So you're essentially building an archive on yourself and learning more about yourself over time because not only is it gonna help you internally to improve your self-awareness, it's also going to improve your personal branding because if, let's say, you know, I'm a web designer, and let's say I create a series of content, top 10 web design tips to improve your landing pages, top 10 uh, tips to um, uh, make more money from, from your mobile website, all of those aspects that you're creating and documenting every day, they're gonna live on the web, and someone's gonna go to Google, type in those queries, and if your name pops up with the job that they may be looking for, you're gonna get a bigger job and you're gonna get a a bigger income. And so I would recommend start building your own system. That way you can create intentional actions every single day that are gonna compound for accelerated growth. This process is what I call happy progress. This is what my new podcast is all about. It's about small, intentional actions every single day that can focus on improving your compound growth? How can you build momentum in yourself? How can you build a life of being an overachiever, a go-getter? And then you really start to stand out because it becomes addictive. You you start to realize, oh, this is not that difficult. I can change my life and document it along the way. You know, Maybe you're into health and fitness. It's the same process. Uh, do a little bit at a time, start walking, and eventually you start walking and running, and essentially you start adding the gym or, or CrossFit or, or riding your bike or whatever it is. Eventually you're gonna start to lose weight and you're gonna show those results. And the more you can document it and you can show others how to do it as well, it's gonna help you live a more fulfilled life by serving others.
0: That's beautiful, Alex. (laughs) Really it is. So just tell my audience more about where they can find you on the internet and more Mm -hmm. about maybe any social media.
1: Yeah, if you wanna check out me, And my podcast is called Happy Progress. And you can visit that at happyprogress.com or you can learn about me and my uh, web design business at alexdesigns.com.
0: Perfect, Alex. Well, this was a great interview. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website TheHumanResolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.